Hey, 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 everyone. It's Dr. Tamara Beckford with Your Caring Docs, where we provide great medical info, break it down so you understand what's going on. We also have a great segment, which is Your Caring Docs, Docs Who Care. We have docs from all over the world. They're going to give you some info on health and wellness. Today, we have the one, the only, representing the VA, Dr. Shilpi Pradhan. All righty, let's get this party started. Yes, 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 yes. So, Dr. Pradhan, she is a graduate from the Washington University St. Louis School of Medicine, right? Then she did her residency at the Medical College of Virginia. Then she didn't stop there, right? Now nah, she's like, no, residency alone is not enough. I want to go and get fellowship trained, right? So she did fellowship training at the University of Pittsburgh, where she trained in ophthalmology and cataracts and all the other different specialties in treating your eyes. So today, not only is she the founder and owner of Eye Doctor MD in VA, but she is also the recipient of the Patient Choice Award 2021 from Madarva Healthcare. So, you know, we have the best here to represent for the VA and tell us all about the eyes. But before we go any further, I'm going to have Dr. Pradhan come on and tell us all about herself. Give us a little bit of background on you, Dr. Pradhan. How are you? <laughs> hey, Dr. Beckford. That was such a nice introduction. Thank you so much. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I was a fellow in a corneal transplant training, actually. So I did LASIK and corneal transplants at Pittsburgh. So that was so fun because the field of all of medicine, as you know, is changing so, so much. Um, and it's, we can talk about that later, but uh, that is a very exciting field, part of ophthalmology too. Mm -hmm. um, I know you wanted a fun fact, so I have three kids. That's one fun fact, but I also love running. I know you like running, and I ran a marathon in medical school, and it just made me feel like I could do anything. So I wish I could do another one. <laughs> Maybe I'll try and train with your inspiration in the future. <laughs> in medical school. Okay, in medical school, I was trying to just keep alive keeping hope alive in med school, and Dr. Pradhan is running marathons. Training, dedication. Alrighty, so we got a super dedicated doc here. Not only one who cares, but she's also super dedicated. So today she's gonna tell us like, how did you become interested in ophthalmology? Tell us all about that. Yeah, that's a great question. Patients ask me all the time, and I would say, it's a field where you have, you know, the standard answer is it's a field where you have a good mix of surgery and clinic, but honestly, it was because nobody really dies in my field. Oh. And that's not true, but that's what I thought in medical school. Like <laughs> I have diagnosed leukemia based on eye exams and diagnosed other types of cancers based on eye exams. So, but in med school, I thought, well, this is a field I can protect my emotional well-being and nobody will die and I can just be normal but again that's not true in any field of medicine but that's why I went into it in the beginning oh I love it she's like I'm going to protect and I won't be able to see and be able to deal with it while I am the opposite I'm emergency medicine so it's all day every day right but I love it I love it so now yeah, mad respect for your field for sure <laughs> 
and I absolutely respect yours because we are like, ah, uh, I, whoa. <laughs> so we obviously in the ER world, we have a great respect for our ophthalmologists. So now that we are talking about ophthalmology, I know a lot of patients, as we've mentioned, and I told you off camera, a lot of patients come in and they're like, I, they're not really sure what the difference between an ophthalmologist is and an optician. So before we even delve into some of the things that you're going to enlighten us about in ophthalmology, let's kind of give them the difference between the ophthalmologist and the optician. Well, let me break it down into three groups, actually. The ophthalmologist, the optometrist, and then the optician, which can all be confusing because they all start with opt. But the ophthalmologist and the optometrist are both uh, patient uh, doctors who went to college, but the ophthalmologist went to medical school, just like any other physician or surgeon. An optometrist went to optometry school, mm -hmm. um, and an optician is not a doctor. Mm -hmm. So an optician is someone who takes prescriptions like glasses or contact lenses and fits them and makes your glasses. But an ophthalmologist, since we went to medical school and residency and fellowship, we are trained in doing surgery and can treat and handle a huge range of uh, conditions. Optometrists go to optometry school, so they are not medical doctors, but they do uh, also treat some medical conditions and do glasses and contacts. And again, opticians are not doctors at all. So they can't even write you a prescription for glasses or contacts or eye drops. They just fill the prescription for glasses or contacts. One, Does that help? Absolutely. One, two, and three. Now we know, right? So now we're going to delve into one of the two eye issues that we're going to talk about today because as we said there's so many things that goes on with the eye we're not going to be spending five days on camera trying to go over everything right so we're going to pick two things today so the first that we're going to talk about is glaucoma so tell us what is glaucoma i know a lot of people hear about it like yeah my grandma told me i have glaucoma yeah my cousin told me i have glaucoma but do you know what glaucoma is? No. So that's what Dr. Shilti today is going to let us know. Tell us what is glaucoma. <laughs> and then the next question after that is always, can I get some marijuana from my glaucoma? <laughs> so exactly. uh, yeah, let's talk about glaucoma. Glaucoma is huge. Um, it is the number one cause of irreversible blindness in the world. Wow. So it's huge and it's irreversible. So it's, it's a, it actually was another topic that depressed me when I was training. That's why I did a cornea fellowship and not glaucoma fellowship. But the majority of my practice, of any eye doctor's practice, is glaucoma because, again, it's the number one cause of irreversible blindness in the world. Mm -hmm. And the world population is growing and glaucoma is only going to grow. So let's talk about ABCs of glaucoma. Mm -hmm. So I, I talk about ABCs for everything, but ABCs, A is avoid. What do you want to avoid to not get glaucoma? And then the best care for glaucoma and then what you want to talk about when you come see your eye doctor. C is come see your eye doctor. Um, but let me talk about what is glaucoma since you asked. So it's actually, some people think it's just like eye pressure or high pressure in your eye. And that can be true, but actually your eyeball is like a camera. And there's a cord from the back of the eye to the brain. Mm -hmm. And glaucoma, or the pressure, is kind of like a pair of pliers squeezing that cable. And if it kills the connection between the eyeball and the brain, you've got glaucoma. 
Does that make sense? Absolutely. So as the cable is being damaged, you start losing your peripheral vision to central vision to total vision loss. Mm. So as those fibers are being kind of smushed and, and, and damaged. So that's glaucoma. It's actually an optic neuropathy or damage to the optic nerve mm-hmm. from eye pressure that's too high for you. Okay. So now here's the other thing too that people always think like glaucoma, like, okay, it's just in diabetic patients. Oh, you, you're diabetic. Oh, okay. So that's probably why you have glaucoma. Let's enlighten them. <laughs> Diabetes and glaucoma don't go along as much as we think. Cataracts and, di- and diabetes do get, go along more commonly, but glaucoma is standalone. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I said, glaucoma is the most common cause of irreversible blindness in the world. So there's two main types of glaucoma. There's open and narrow. Um, so open angle is kind of like a silent one, like high blood pressure, where you don't really know you got it until you go see your eye doctor. Mm-hmm. And narrow is a painful one where you can get sudden onset, kind of sharp eye pain, blurriness, redness, headache, brow pain, and that requires treatment pretty much immediately. <laughs> so um, you can have a silent, quiet glaucoma, and you can have a painful, like acute glaucoma. So there's those two are separate, but very important to keep in mind. It can happen both ways. Alrighty, so let's talk about the A avoid how does one avoid getting that the avoidance so two factors that one you can avoid one you can't that increase your risk of glaucoma one is aging of course you want to keep aging getting older you can't avoid that Mm -hmm. but the other one that makes glaucoma much more common is smoking smoking decreases the oxygen flow to your optic nerve and is one of the main um things that you can avoid to prevent you from getting glaucoma. Of course, there's genetic factors and race factors. You know, as you get older, I love to say, as you hit 50, your risk for glaucoma goes up twofold. As you hit 70, your risk for glaucoma goes up tenfold. Um, Smoking increases your risk for glaucoma fourfold. Wow. Certain, yeah, certain races such as African-Americans or Hispanics, the risk is two to fourfold higher as well. So you want to get screened and checked much earlier than maybe your white counterparts because we don't want to miss that. Absolutely. You don't want to lose your vision. Irreversible, remember? <laughs> you don't want to lose your vision. Absolutely. So avoid smoking is so, so important. It's such a simple thing to do. If you're addicted, there's so many free resources to help you quit with the government, talk to your doctor about quitting smoking. If you haven't started, please don't start. <laughs> it's not cool. And then with the smoking, um, while we, I mentioned marijuana because people always want to get a prescription for medical marijuana for glaucoma. So it does lower your eye pressure, um, but you'd have to smoke like every three to four hours uh, for it to be effective for your glaucoma. So, I'm pretty sure some people uh, are like, okay, not, uh, the, not the current recommendation for the medical treatment of glaucoma. <laughs> But avoid smoking, please, especially tobacco, nicotine, yeah. Okay, so the B. What is the B in the ABC? The best care is to get screened annually. So like I told you, the risk factors as you get older. So the recommendation is screening at the age of 55 annually mm. with, your, with your eye doctor. Right. If you have a family history, 
anybody related to you, siblings or parents, direct relation, you need to get screened starting age 40. Yep, so that's one. <laughs> so that's best care. Number two, a screening is not just a pressure check. Mm. Back to the nerve analysis, when the pliers are pushing on that nerve and killing the fibers, Mm -hmm. Some people have a really soft, squishy nerve and will get damaged with a pressure that's low. And mm -hmm. that person can have what's called normal or low tension glaucoma. Right. And then some people have like a hard shell around their nerve and a lot of pressure does no damage. And that's called ocular hypertension where you have a high pressure, but you mm -hmm. don't have nerve damage. So the best care for that is actually to get a nerve analysis um, photo, which is not just a normal photo, it's called an OCT, mm -hmm. an optical coherence tomography photo, um, along with a pressure check with your screening exams annually. Wonderful. And then the other best care I wanted to talk about is how to put in eye drops. Thank you. Because <laughs> it is so basic, but it is so, so important. So you really need to pull your eyelid down and put that eye drop in the little pocket and then close your eye and let it absorb for at least 30 seconds to a minute. If you can't do that, you can put it in this corner with mm -hmm. your eyes closed, with you laying back, and then open your eye, let it roll in, and then close it and let it absorb for 30 seconds to a minute. If you right. don't do that, you're not doing your eye drops right, you're not gonna get the full medicine in your eye. The second thing with eye drops uh -huh. is if you're on two or three different glaucoma medicine, please wait five minutes between one and the other one. Oh, so you, you don't, I don't just one. Drop all three and then run off? No, <laughs> you are not gonna get the full effect of any of those medicines. You gotta do one, wait five minutes, then do the next one so you can get the full effect of the medicine you're paying for and it's gonna right. save your vision. Hello, for all the people in the back, did you hear that, right? You're not just dropping all three and running off. You're putting it in, waiting five minutes in between the drops, and you have to also make sure you give yourself at least 30 seconds for it to absorb <laughs> and do its job, right? Okay. Absolutely. So the C of glaucoma. A, B. The C was come see your eye doctor, but we had the screening age limits that we already discussed. We briefly mm -hmm. discussed the tight, the symptoms, like the open angle has really no symptoms. Mm -hmm. So you need that screening. The narrow angle has those symptoms, blurry vision, red eye, brow pain can sometimes be related to your eye. Obviously it can be sinus, it can be other things, but mm -hmm. if you have brow pain and no blurry vision, it could still be narrow angle glaucoma. Right. And um, when you come see your eye doctor, know what we're going to treat you with. So one, if you have glaucoma, you have options for eye drops or laser, which were shown to be equally beneficial in multiple studies. So sometimes I'll recommend a laser for a patient with mm -hmm. open angle glaucoma. Um, and it's just, a, it's a great option for narrow angles. Eye drops don't work. You need a laser. And then at last resort, if everything stops working is surgery, but obviously these are individualized discussions with your eye doctor. Absolutely. Well, I just got a lot of info that I know that I personally need. And I've also treated some patients with, as a matter of fact, I think it was two weeks ago with the narrow angle coming in to the ER, acute pain. So I tried reducing the pressure as best as I can. Well, because of course this happens, what, 2 a.m. in the morning <laughs> when 
you know, unfortunately, the ophthalmologist's office at that time wasn't available. So we do what we can while we transition our patients to be seen by the specialist. That's why we love our opto people. Okay. So before we go, we want to talk about something that is just so prevalent dry eyes. We've seen the commercials. We've seen it. Dry eyes, dry eyes, dry eyes. Dr. Shilpi Pilan is a specialist in dry eyes. So I don't know. Let me put it like this. No one in Virginia should have dry eyes because she, this is what she does. Okay. So, that might be a bit much. <laughs> just letting you know, everyone there, this is what she does. So tell us all about the dry eyes and how you treat it and um, all of the best practices that you have in place for to help all your patients. So dry eye is so complex, but I love it because I've suffered with dry eyes since I was 25 and I've been able to treat myself and treat patients successfully. But so it is a huge problem in America because of all of our computer use and we are drying ourselves out and it is a frequent cause of missed work intermittent blurry vision, you know, watering. People always wonder, like, how can watering be from dry eye? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. So, you know, your surface of your eyes covered with tears. Did you know your cornea has no blood vessels? Did you know it's clear? It's the only part of your body that's clear. Mm. In front of the brown part of your body, there's a layer, the cornea. And the interior two-thirds gets its nutrition from the fluid in the eye. But the outside one-third only gets its nutrition from the tears. Mm. So if you're missing your tears, your cornea is not happy. And it's going to blur and you're not going to be able to see properly. Right. So my ABCs for dry eye, um, you want to avoid anything that can make you dry. So one is using the computer too much. So when you're on the computer, take a break every 30 minutes, just for a minute. Look away, close your eyes, um, get an anti-glare screen or privacy screen on your computer. Put your phone on night mode because all of this blue light doesn't damage your eyes, but it can make you stop blinking. So then you don't, you dry out and you don't have tears nourishing the cornea as they're supposed to. The other avoiding thing is avoid fans. People will tell me, oh, my eyes are really blurry in the car. I'm like, um, is the vent pointing right to your face, <laughs> to your eyes? <laughs> Drying them out? Right. No, it does for me. So every time I turn my vents up or down, so they're not blowing right in my face. Same thing in your workstation or when you're sleeping. If you're working, make sure you're not right under a vent. Make sure there's not a fan blowing in your face. Avoid any environmental trigger. Sleeping-wise, people with CPAP, you know, they've got this air blowing in their face, drying them out, and they wake up, and their eyes are painful, watery, um, and then it gets better in like 30 minutes, and they don't understand why. Yeah. They've just dried their eyes out all night long with the CPAP, and then the watering, the body's trying to compensate and heal that dry spot. And then after 30 minutes to an hour, usually it can be healed, and you're back to normal. So goggles are wonderful. They have these wonderful sleeping goggles that you can get that help with CPAP machines. Um, some of my patients love them. I love the iEco iSeals brand. Uh, it's a U.S.-based company. And let's see what else. Oh, and avoid um, anything that can be an allergen. Like when you're outside in spring and fall, allergies can cause inflammation that can make your dry eye worse and make your tear film inflamed. So 
those are my avoiding. Avoid like fans, avoid prolonged computer use, avoid allergies, mm-hmm. and try to fix all those things. Absolutely. Boom. Vent directly while you're driving. Vent at work. It's just drying your eyes out. You have your CPAP machine blowing all that air, just drying out the eyes. So those are some things that we can avoid by protecting our eyes, protecting that cornea. Because afterwards, all it's doing is just flooding, trying to rejuvenate all this dryness that we've just done, right? This continuous screen that we're just staring at our computer all day long. How about some blinking? So we said, what, take a few seconds, move your eyes away from the screen. Alrighty, so we got our avoidance. Best case practices are some of the things that you just mentioned, right? Avoid this, do that. So now I do want to know, you have some more practices that we can use in order to help? I do. So that, oops, I'm losing my AirPod. (laughs) Sorry. So my next best care practices are um, uh, rules for over-the-counter tears. They have so many tear products. So Again, if you have allergy issues, try the over-the-counter anti-allergy, mm-hmm. but they've got um, regular eye drops, they've got gels, they've got preservative-free. My rule for regular drops is no more than four times a day. Ah. If you're using them more than four times a day, you are drying yourself out. They used to call, uh, there was a commercial back before when we were grown, I think, about dishpan hands, where if you washed your hands too much, you got these dishpan hands. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing with the eye drops. If you're using them more than four times a day, you're giving yourself dishpan eyes. Oh. You're washing away all your healthy nutrients and all the oils that your eye needs. So if you're doing it more than four times a day, you need to go see your eye doctor. One, two, if you're doing it more than four times a day, you need to switch to preservative free because the mm. preservatives and the regular eye drops will dry you out too. Mm. And then the other one for best care is omega-3s. I am a huge fan of omega-3s. 50% of my dry eye patients get better just on omega-3s. They don't need anything else, but you have to have the right formula um, and the right concentration and the right quality. So there are some ones that I recommend that are on my website, some that I sell in the office, but as a standard rule, I'm sure you know, for heart health, you want about a thousand milligrams of omega-3s per day. This is not fish oil. So when you read the label, the label says, you know, 1200 milligrams of fish oil, but then you read the back, it's going to say 200 milligrams of omega-3s. That is not enough (laughs) omega-3s. So at minimum for dry eye, I say the same amount that you need for heart health, a thousand milligrams of omega-3s per day. Omega-3s helps to preserve and to help with dry eyes. Did not know. I told you that she was filled with gems. You guys thought I was kidding. (laughs) Like I said, nobody in Virginia should have dry eyes. I'm just letting you know. Alrighty. So the omega-3s are great. Any other supplements? I know a lot of people you know, they're like, oh, what I'm taking this for my eyes, that for my eyes, other than omega-3, for eye health overall. Do you have um, any other supplements? Because I know that you love and to talk about and to inform, because nobody wants to be educated nowadays, <laughs> to inform your patients about eye health. So let's drop some, a little bit of gems on them about some supplements that helps. Sure. Back to omegas real quick. The people ask me about omega-6s and 9s. You don't really need those. You just need omega-3s. 
Oh, okay, your body gets enough omega sixes and nines from the olive oil and all the other stuff that you eat. Avocado. So the threes we don't get. So as far as other nutrients, mm-hmm. I tell my patients anybody over the age of forty really should be on a multivitamin. There was a study I read a while ago, and I cannot find it for the life of me, that shows that patients over the age of 70, 70% of them become deficient micronutrients. So these are like the zinc and the copper and all these things. And if you don't have the micronutrients, your gut cannot absorb the macronutrients that you're eating or the other nutrients. So if say you're eating a spinach salad every day and you're 60 or whatever, and you're not taking a multivitamin, you're not getting the same nutrition from that spinach that you did when you were 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So just a basic multivitamin can really help your body absorb those nutrients and help your eyes. You know, macular degeneration, which we're not going to go into, but I'll just touch on, yeah, is thought to be a deficiency of lutein and zeaxanthine, these pigments that are in your retina. And they're, they're found in kale and, and some other leafy green vegetables, but you're not going to absorb them if you don't have the zinc or the other micronutrients to help them help your body absorb them. So that's about it. I don't like to get into specifics. You know, mm-hmm. um, there are the Arids 2 vitamins if you actually have macular degeneration, um, but I don't like to get into too many vitamins. You know, there's some research on ginkgo with glaucoma, some research on bilberry for delaying presbyopia, but none of that's proven. I do like turmeric for dry eye because it does help inflammation. Mm -hmm. I have a blog post about that. So about like 500 milligrams of turmeric uh, or curcumin with the biopurine is good for helping inflammation and dry eye. But it can make you somewhat prone to sunburn. So be careful when you go outside if you're on high doses of turmeric. So are these turmeric are because turmeric um, for those who are into the healthy lifestyle, turmeric, my mom, she adds a little bit of that to her tea and with her other berries. And it's like, ooh, you know, oh, this is really good. Some people have a little turmeric and ginger and so on. So with this turmeric, are we talking about turmeric supplements? Or are we talking about if we add it to our meals? Either one's fine. It's, both are good. Yeah, both are good. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, well, I hope you guys got a lot of info because I surely did. You know, let's talk about the over 40 club, multivitamin, family history glaucoma, dry eyes, computer, computer staring, that's me. I mean, I think that's a lot of us, but if you don't want to acknowledge that it's you, that's okay. <laughs> I acknowledge <laughs> that it's me. <laughs> so Dr. Shilpi, she gave us a lot of gems today. And she also gave us a little background. And did we ever say that if you weren't an, a doctor, what would you be? Oh, if I weren't a doctor, I'd probably be a writer. I love writing and reading. Oh, Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So we have a writer in the house. Okay. And we have a specialist who she specializes in dry eyes. As I said, those, you know what, before we leave, there is a machine and something that you use on your patients. Can you describe the process to help to treat dry eyes? How long does it take? What is the downtime? Like, what are some of the results? What are your patients saying after they get treated? 
before we go, we need to hear this. Sure, sure. I love IPL. So we'll get into details. But, mm-hmm. you know, basics, again, your tears have um, two parts, uh, an oil mucus layer and then a, um, a water, sorry, water mucus layer and an oil layer. Mm-hmm. So we got to figure out which one's not working and fix that one. So there's def- the only thing that works for both layers is omega-3s. Okay, but then you see these commercials for Restasis and Sequa and Zydra, and those all help the water mucus layer. Uh-huh. And then for the oil layer, which is, comes from these oil glands in your eyelids, um, the, the main thing that I do is IPL. I also have a lipoflow machine, but IPL is intense pulse light. It's been around for decades in the dermatology world, and I've been doing it for almost four years in the eye world, and it's been around for about six, eight years in the eye world. But I'm probably the only person in Virginia, in this area of Virginia doing it. There are probably another few in the D.C. area. But so basically, I cover your eyes with these laser-grade heavy metal shields, so your eyes are totally protected the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is super important. You don't want to lose your vision to fix dry eye. And then I do the IPL treatment to your face and directly to your eyelids. And it has shown to decrease the inflammation, help the oil flow, because sometimes I'll push on people's eyelids and I'll see like thick yellow white toothpaste coming out. And after I've done two or three treatments after the IPL, it is clear yellow canola oil and it looks beautiful and they feel so much better. If you're a candidate, it is an absolute wonderful treatment that has changed my dry eye practice. Um, So that's IPL. There's a lot of other things I can do. There's another fun one for painful dry eye is serum drops that I also do. I'm probably one of the only people doing serum drops too, Mm -hmm. which is where we actually draw your blood and give it to a pharmacy. They spin it down and make tears out of the serum of your blood, which has all these growth factors that help heal the surface of the eye. So there's so many options depending on what kind of dry eye you have. Like, come see us. Don't suffer alone. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Virginia, hello. No one in Virginia should have dry eyes because you have the eye doctor MD founder, owner extraordinaire, Dr. Shilpi Pradhan, right here, letting you know all the different ways that she can treat your dry eyes. I mean, this is wonderful. I didn't know about you, but I got a lot of gems today. So I am going to be signing out because we're going to have Dr. Padan back at another time because she has so many gems. We're going to just keep pulling it and drawing it out of her. Like that serum that she's pulling, we're going to draw all of that great gems out of her, right? So I am Dr. Tamara Beckford with Your Caring Dots, and this was a special series of Your Care and Docs, Docs and Care with Dr. Shilpi Pradhan from Virginia, the eye doctor MD extraordinaire that's taking care of all her patients and especially letting you know that you do not have to suffer with dry eyes, especially if you're in Virginia. We're going to be signing out and we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much, Dr. Beckford. My pleasure. (laughs)